Hello and welcome to Reshoot, an amateur's guide to good or film. Today we're doing Minority Report with our special guest. Hello, everybody. My name is Armand. I'm from the podcast Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so Thanks much for, for being on. here. Of course. We're hyped. Yeah. So excited. Let's do this. Yeah. So I don't have like the synopsis. I kind of. I, I can I, run through it. Though. I can try and do the synopsis. I, I don't think I've ever done the synopsis. You have. You've done. You've the done. Synopsis. Oh, I did it for. Yeah, I did it <laughs> you, for. You were one of the first people to do the synopsis. I can do it. There's a man. Because I've seen He's the movie like 15 times. Oh, I'm on. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Oh my God! I. I oh I yeah, mean, oh, Do you want to do it? Put him on the oh, spot, guys. No. Come on. Yeah, you're a guest. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rules do we it. just made up. Okay, you want me yeah. to do it? Yeah. Do my best. You want to? Okay. Go ahead. So Minority Report is a 2002 American science fiction action film directed by Steven Spielberg. And guess what? It stars Tom Cruise. And you know who else it stars? A lot of people that are going to be like, I know who that person is. I've seen him in other stuff. So the film centers around a near future where crime, specifically murder, has been made obsolete. By how this crazy machine that predicts when crime murder is about to happen. And then these cops stop it before it happens. But oh no, something happens. And our main character, Tom Cruise, is seemingly framed for a murder. Or maybe he does commit a murder. But he ends up in the machine and it's like, oh no, hijinks happen. What will happen to our hero? Well, you have to find out when you watch Minority Report. <laughs> that's really good that's a good job yeah. yeah i think that's our fastest yeah, yeah. probably yeah i think, I think you, that, de- that definitely beat beats my, the sonic yeah you beat my sonic <laughs> one damn yeah but okay who's gonna start with our um i think maybe armand somewhere in the middle yeah because he just did the synopsis yeah. <laughs> yeah let's not scare him off so fast yeah. <laughs> i like the movie I do. I've, again, I've seen it like 15 times. <laughs> not, not not purely by wanting, like saying, I want to watch Minority Report. It was just on TV. It wasn't like 15 times in one sitting. No, no, well, no, no, right? no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't that, but it's a lot. The, the movie, I think, does a very good way to like explain uh, things. Like there, there's a lot of show to tell you how it is, and it doesn't explicitly explain that stuff. Yeah. Only things that are like actually hard to show and not be obvious about it or explain in a good way like the brown ball the red ball mm-hmm. they say red red is it's gonna happen now and tells you victim in this side perpetrator on the other and yeah it, it's all it's all really good like that uh i really quick note is that i noticed that there was a bit of foreshadowing uh when he first goes to the guy that has all the prisoners there with the like halos mm-hmm. the warden says something about like oh like he switched out his eyes. We don't know who he is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens later Good in the setup. film. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> when John Tom Cruise is mm-hmm. looking through his uh, his precognit precog murder. Yeah. There's a really cool scene where he walks up and like 
His face blends yes! into the I I commented on that too. Yeah. yeah. I loved that shot where it was like it's him frontward and then it's his the side profile. Yeah. Like and or like it, three like, fours off yeah. his face. And that was really cool. Really, really interesting shot there. I yeah. also like just the whole visual of when he's looking through the scene. It's all very uh artsy and with the like classical mm-hmm. music in the background. It's like he's a performer doing what he's done for a long, long time. And it's, it really shows that he's really into it and really knows how to do his job. Yeah. Other than that, the, the whole, when he, when he shows up to Dr. Hinneman's house, it, it felt a little bit too convenient. <laughs> just the like, creator of the machine, the woman. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. it just, it just seemed way too convenient that he goes there and he just gets all the answers and she, she doesn't like, yeah, it's try a, to say anything. There's a few moments if I could, jump in there's a few moments where i feel like the pacing takes a pause now you need like you know some some breaks in between the action but like during those breaks it's like exposition dumps like and that was the first one where it's like well you know as you know i made the machine you know six (laughs) years ago and after making it you know there's a thing called minority reports as you know as since you're a law enforcement officer for the pre pre crime division, and it's like, yeah, it could, that it was, could have been was... more effective doing it, yeah. like, yeah, showing not telling the audience. Yeah, it, it was too much of yeah, too much of an exposition dump, like you said. In my opinion, for me, I didn't like too much of it, but I didn't dislike too much of it. Mm. It was kind of like right in the middle for me. The, the sandwich scene was disgusting. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it actually happened to me once. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. I didn't know it was moldy, the bread. And I took a bite. Oh, and like, oh God. What have I done? Maybe I got some penicillin yeah. from that. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, but- actually, sorry. I actually liked that scene because I was like, oh, no. Is this doctor going to screw him over because of the past crime? But it fits that weird character trait of like he left those on purpose just to fuck with them so oh yeah i thought that was a good show don't tell yeah um but immediately immediately after that scene is another really good well shot or very interestingly shot for for me is uh, when they release the spiders into the apartment complex you just Mm -hmm. get this top-down panning shot through all the residents in the thing that just looks like a labyrinth and it seems very systematic how the spiders are going through and you get a couple funny scenes of like <laughs> what people are doing right before yeah. they get eye scanned yeah i <laughs> yeah. like that too especially because of like the the theme of surveillance throughout the movie yeah so it's yeah. like yeah you're definitely being watched yeah yeah uh, and that, Ruthie, that was also really cool Ruthie, oh, side note on the the models for those little spiders did they look familiar to you at all being a doctor Who world. fan I am a Doctor Who fan. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, I, oh. I used to watch it all the time. No, no, but like, what did they look like from Doctor Who? So, no, I, I mean, this oh takes God. place after Minority Report, as in production-wise. But like, in season one, episode two, the end of the world, they had right. these little spiders going around the space station. Same exact model. I was like, huh. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder where they got this from. <laughs> Minority yeah. Report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that scene with the spiders is really, really well shot and good good way to build yeah. up the tension, especially with 
Tom Cruise holding his breath in the bathtub. Oh yeah. That one bubble. That one bubble. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And apart from that, good acting from both parts, uh, from all parts really. I like I love Colin Farrell as an actor. And mm. uh what's the the old guy's name? Uh Max Lamar. von Sido. Max von Sido? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was, was very, very I love the, the the switches he makes from like the, the facade he's putting on and then when he gets found out, just he just exudes this like threatening aura immediately after he's found out. Especially oh, with yeah. the I really like the scene with Colin Farrell where he Colin Farrell dug a bit too deep and is presenting it to him and he's like, Shh, you know what I hear? I don't hear any clickety clack of spiders or, <laughs> or like cops coming in or the, the, the hovercraft, you know what? Yeah. Because precog isn't working. Let me shoot some uh, spoilers. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> by the way, the, the podcast is one hundred percent spoilers. Oh yeah, we we can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're like, ruthless. We're ruthless. If if you if yeah, they're I coming noticed. in here, they know they're gonna get spoiled. <laughs> How else can we fix yeah. the movies? True. That's true. And then the, the the other part I didn't like. I think it also goes with the pacing. Like right after Tom. Or, yeah, Tom Cruise, John gets captured. Just that whole space in between before, right, right when he gets captured and when he's released and talking to uh, Lamar in mm. the party. Like that, yeah. that break right there, just it felt off to me. It felt like it really slowed down a lot. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I, I kind of. Got... I'm not sure. I just I... didn't like that little. Well, I yeah. thought that's when the movie was going to end. Me yeah, too. that's, that's me the too. implication yeah. I got too. Where it's like, okay, that, unhappy ending. Bye. That's what I thought. I thought thought like, oh, this is the conclusion, and then it just kind of drags on a little bit more for oh. get justice, and then like, okay. I actually I like that. It gave everyone else more of a chance to breathe without like as much as I did like Tom Cruise in this movie. It is, it kind of gives everyone else a chance to kind of like show more characterization without Tom there. Yeah, Lana especially got a chance to shine. Oh yeah. So Laura. La- Laura? Laura. Pretty sure it's Laura. Cool. So, I wrote Lana everywhere in yeah. my notes. <laughs> so um, Ed, what would you do to fix that? What would I do to fix that? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure, actually. Like <laughs> it 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 makes sense that he gets captured is the thing. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe like set it up in a way that it, it doesn't feel like it's just going to end with him being captured. Like, could you make it sh- make the scene shorter? Keep keep things going at least. I don't know. Could you try changing the music that the warden yeah. plays? Where it's probably something a bit probably more... change the music to instead of like more of a like concluding kind of sound to a more tense mm-hmm. thing. Like this isn't the end kind of thing. Um. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a Black Mirror type ending. I'm like, is this movie seriously going to end like this? Oh, <laughs> uh, Other things I would change is not a lot, really. It's all pretty good, in my opinion. I, w- I would change the exposition dump with Dr. Hindeman. Instead of, like, the exposition dump there, I don't know, like, reads up on it or something, or or some, or he cap, he, one, one of the cops is on his side, and he just tells them, like, you need to find your minority report. And maybe he doesn't say it all there, but he just like what's goes through the same process and well, it sounds or, like or Dr. Agatha tells him about it. 
Well, it sounds like Dr. Hinneman's the only one who knew about the mi- minority report. Him, the her, her and Lamar. Her and Lamar, but Lamar would, why would he tell anybody about yeah. it? Because that's how he's been using it to kill people. So it oh, seems like one person. <laughs> we've tried, he's trying to kill multiple people. <laughs> but like that, I feel like would have to be Dr. Hinneman, but there are other bits where it could be, yeah, like the bit where it's like, oh, you have to find the, you have to find the minority report data. Where is it? Heck if I know. Go find out. Bye. Oh, yeah. Get out of my lab. <laughs> What do you say, Armand? I said, or they could maybe in the first act set up how this system came into, like, how it started. Because, like, even though the movie does a great job of just throwing you into the world, and then as you watch the movie, you figure out through the action how this world came to be how it is. But... I feel like the minority reports revelation was just kind of thrown in there. So I think if you set it up in the beginning on how the system was even made, that could have been in there, maybe. No, I, I think that'd be a good way to... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Choking on water. <laughs> He's got a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. I think it would be a good way to fix, like, yeah, set up in the beginning, give people more time to breathe in this world. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Know. Uh, other than that, it's all pretty good. Um, but again, just like Sonic the Hedgehog, it, there's not a lot that I would change really, because it's 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 already pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a like what? professional director. What? What? You said. Do you think Sonic is good? I okay. It's not Dr. good. Eggman? It's it's not good. Have you it's seen? It's just very very bland <laughs> and very boring. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. um. I was about to say, like, have you seen the Sonic 2020? It's actually not awful. Yeah, it. That's that's the that's the thing about it. It's not awful. Okay, it's, it's not. Like a, it's it's not the worst. No, it's definitely. But it's not, not the good. Worst. <laughs> no, yes, that I is have... exactly perfect description. <laughs> Depends on who who you ask. I actually had a pretty good time with that one. So how many how many drinks do you need to drink before you watch that movie? It's it's a good time, no alcohol required. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe 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 one or two if you're a real like connoisseur. Connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. I think of everyone I enjoyed the movie the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But back to the movie at hand, my normal yes, report. Yes. Movies really good in my opinion uh the whole i guess the whole narration thing at the end was a little yeah that wasn't good like <laughs> it felt the most spielberg it wasn't to me. needed felt the most spielberg to me felt like the twilight yeah. zone it reminded oh, me yeah I think i've seen there was like another like edge of tomorrow another tom cruise movie where he like narrates at the end too obliv it's not oblivion i don't think it's edge of tomorrow There's- either there's a movie, a Tom Cruise movie, where he narrates. It might be in his contract. Somewhere. Top Gun. I haven't seen that one, so I don't. I, know it's it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I've only seen like a good, like a third of it. <laughs> Take my breath away. <laughs> oh God, they played that song like four times. <laughs> in the yeah. the little bit that I've seen, it was mostly just that hearing that song five thousand <laughs> times. Yeah. They got yeah. the rights for one song. And they <laughs> damn well use the rights. Uh, 
Oh, I also really like like Agatha's uh, when she's in Tom and Lara's house, and she's like, "There's so much love in this house." Yeah, and that that That's whole good. that whole scene like it doesn't serve the plot at all, but mm-hmm. it's just really really well done, and it really captures like what Tom and Lara lost, and mm-hmm. like yeah. the, an- the the answers they don't have. It's really. It's really touching, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Other than that, I I just change a few exposition things. Uh, pacing overall is good until you know the end, and the, the the exposition scenes are is what breaks up the pacing in a bad way. But yeah, other than that, it's pretty okay. Oh, actually, the yoga scene. Oh, here we why, go. Why is that there? Wait, why is it there? Why is the because yoga it's there? funny? Like, oh my god, it's <laughs> all right. The yoga oh, scene. Yeah. Are you I okay? I hate with it. her legs behind her neck. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like that scene at all. I completely forgot that scene existed. Yeah, that's why it doesn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, he just. I remember the car, but then yeah. I don't remember that oh, like, he landed on that. Yeah. yeah he... Oh yeah, and the jump he made that would have. Definitely yeah. broken his That legs. would have made him yeah. look like the, the yeah. yoga lady. <laughs> it, it was a bit yeah. a bit too much of a drop, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, Especially with the Cruise. rate he was going, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Minority Report. It's a good movie. Definitely Hold recommend. Up. Did Tom Cruise not run in this movie? Yeah, he ran a lot. He ran yeah. a lot in this movie. He did what he does yeah, best. Especially in the very beginning. He, he had the chase scene with the Right. The yeah. The one that you hate. Oh, right. The jetpacks. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but, no, but yeah. My, my, my favorite scene by far is just the after he gets the eye operation or oh, that whole that whole thing. What he gets yeah. the operation and all of that. That that's perfect, amazing, great. Mr. Yakamoto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my opinion on the movie. Who's next? Nice. Hector? Ah. Uh Armand, do you want to go <laughs> next or I can go next. Yeah. Um, so really quickly like the structure that we try to go through is like things you like things we dislike and just what we would fix and that's okay. pretty much it so for me what i like first off with minority report is the cinematography like i was pretty impressed with it and i think that's what makes it so it's it's a nearly 20 year old movie and the cinematography helps the movie hold up. Like it doesn't seem that old. Even the special effects look pretty good. But I really like how, I don't know what filter or prism they put in front of their uh, cameras, but the bloom of all the highlights are like super big. And it like, it looks kind of cool. It has like some nice flaring going on. It makes some scenes more interesting than they would otherwise. Like for example, like, the scene in the mall where they're like running away from the cops and they're in what looks like a normal mall, but like if they shot it just flat, it would have looked not futuristic. It would look kind of silly, but yeah, the cinematography was on points and something we haven't mentioned so far. I'm sorry, Hector. I'm sorry, Ruthie, if you're going to say this, but the music, the music was really well done. Cause like I'm, I'm listening to this, movie and then i'm like this sounds a lot like 
attack the clones maybe a little bit of indiana jones it, oh it wasn't just me okay so then yeah. um i paused it and i looked it up i was like i knew it john williams did do the music for this movie thank you for confirming that <laughs> i was yeah, like like oh sounds familiar that's a th- that's a thing i've noticed in our podcast we don't usually talk about the music i i know i don't pay as much attention to it <laughs> And I've been trying to. I guess I did it this time. <laughs> For me, I don't usually notice it until something's gone horribly wrong. Like that was something I mentioned to Tenet. Was like the music is really weird, and it's like there are points where it's there and it shouldn't be, or there are points where there should be and it's not. Right. I usually just notice when it's gone wrong. Yeah, I'd say so too. But most of the time, I I I need to start paying attention more to music and score in general. Yeah, the score is what gives emotion to scenes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was like this because like there's nuances with John Williams that are in like all of his composures. And so I started hearing, I'm like, is that? No, it can't be. I don't think he did Minority Report. And then he did. So that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, the actual movie. So I thought it was a well-structured movie. I was very surprised that the pacing was as fast as it was yet it doesn't leave the viewer behind like as it's progressing you're getting all these world building moments that could you know you don't have to have them in there but like it like adds to the experience like when our main character john tom cruise is uh running away from his former you know colleagues the the cops hunting him down like you see the world around him and it seems like a pretty accurate depiction of what our world could be, you know, 30 years from now. Cause like there's so many advertisements everywhere and yeah, like and, and product personalized. Yeah, they're all personalized ads too. Exactly. I was going to talk yeah. about that. I got really excited by that. That yeah. sounds so nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just do it in uh, broad strokes then. Um, yeah, like it's like in other movies, it would be like distracting, like, oh, Alexis is in this movie or Aquafina. It kind of alerts you to like how much advertising we get on a daily basis. It's like, oh, that's yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> um, other than yeah. that, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really good. So other than that, um, what I really liked was the the ethical dilemmas that it brings up, like with the overall theme, because like there's two. There's one where it's like free will versus, you know, like destiny. Like are you like so the whole premise is like there's they're preventing these murders from happening, hence why there hasn't been murders for six years. But how do you know that they're going to actually do it? Yeah, so how do you like, know that we're going to go through with it? Right. Because yeah, go on. Tom Cruise doesn't. But he had the advantage of knowing. Yeah. That's true. That's the thing. Well, they give a pretty good explanation of that like pretty early on in the movie. There's the, the agent Whitwer, and he's like, well, how do you know someone's going to commit the murder? And then Tom Cruise oh, yeah, grabs the, the ball, the ball and, thing, yeah. and rolls it. And then Whitwer catches it. And Whit- he's like, uh, Tom's well, like, why did you do that? Because it was gonna fall, but how did you know? And and like, but it didn't. They also caught it. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets that thrown in his face when he is 
you know, on the yeah. chopping block. And he's like, well, I don't even know this man. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was, it brought up an interesting uh, moral issue. And then another one, which was kind of like in the background, in the, yeah, in the background of this society is, so they, they got rid of murder for six years. So it kind of also brings in the question of, it kind of asks the audience to debate on whether authoritarianism is a good thing. Because like, even though in this society, they're safe, you know, they don't have to worry about people killing each other, but they don't have freedom. So it's kind of like that scale of like, you can have freedom and yet, you know, you know, could be killed or murdered. Or you can sacrifice that freedom and have like this oligarchy, clergyman type law enforcement that get their information from an oracle type system. Literally in the temple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they mentioned that. That it's like, yeah. they're like clergymen, mm-hmm. not cops. So I was like, okay, like it's it's uh it's a good thought experiment with this movie, and they present in like you know entertainment. Tom Cruise running around trying not to get caught. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And and that goes into the world building too. Um, things I would change. A lot of things. Um, I think the movie's too long. It's too long? Like, even though I really like the, the B plot with uh, Max von Sydow's character, the director, like him being, you know, at the center of this murder um, that's mm. kind of like sprinkled throughout the entire plot. I felt like the emotional climax was when Tom Cruise confronts the man who, quote, he was destined to kill. Yeah. Because like that point afterwards, I was like, why is the movie still running? Like, you know, no, that's that's true. Yeah. 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 Because like, yeah. but that was actually one of my favorite scenes too. So, he like yeah. he goes, um, all the all the breadcrumbs are lining up that of of his murder, like with all the different clues, and you don't expect it. It's like, oh my god, like all these people that he was supposed to see, and like one of them is like an advertisement that's like reflected through the window, and I thought that was really clever. And then he confronts. We didn't even get to his son yet. <laughs> so, yeah, like <clears throat> the driving force is that his son died. And so he's trying to figure out what happened because his son was abducted when he was younger, I think. I think he was like seven. And that that, that was actually the precursor for him joining Burgess Lamar, uh, yeah, Lamar pre-crime. with pre-crime. Right. So, so yeah, go on. Uh he says, like Tom says, or like Lamar says, that like if he could just save one kid just like him, like mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be just like Sean, it'd be fine. And then yeah. later on, the movie throws that back in his yeah. face, like you're gonna throw this all away for one kid. And he's like, Don't you dare talk about my son. Oh, yeah, don't say his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So he confronts the man who he believes abducted his son, who is painted to be a pedophile. So, of course, he's going to, like, beat the shit out of him and, like, you know, nearly kill him. So then he's confronted with, you know, he has the gun pointed at him. And he's confronted on whether he was going to fulfill his destiny and kill him 
or to not kill him because he has prior knowledge that this was going to happen. And he decides not to pull the trigger and to read him as Miranda writes and to serve justice and to bring him into custody. I was like, brought a tear to my eye. I was like, this is really good. Wow, what a fantastic <laughs> end. It like redeems his character and like shows that the system is flawed and it doesn't work all the time. But no, the movie keeps on going. We have to have yeah, this and, and uh, then... Zodiac Killer subplot. And I'm like, okay. Zodiac Killer <laughs> subplot, nice. Yeah, but and then and then he does, like Crow still, or the, the, the man still forces Tom to kill him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, that's right. I never thought about that, but the whole the whole movie starts off with, I mean, actually, it starts off with the echo, doesn't it? With the, it's the st- murder. Mm-hmm. It, it has like the water mm-hmm. thing. I remember that. I yeah, that was in the, the first scene. I just thought it was aesthetics. I'm like, oh, we're setting the mood. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I was thinking it was because they were in the the big the big soupy the the brain soup thing because <laughs> the the machine. <laughs> it's like these mm-hmm. three people like strapped in. They're basically yeah. psychic and. It, it was like something like cerebral milk walling. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like water and something else. Yeah, like a bunch of chemicals milk. to make yeah. big think happen. Right. <laughs> I'm using the scientific terms here, yeah. guys. Come yes. on. Yes. <laughs> no, that's 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 right. Like I think the movie would have actually been a lot better if it was yeah, like if it if it just ended there with mm-hmm. him just bringing in Crow. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you just remove the the B plot with like um the woman's cold case murder and like Mm -hmm. lamar even though i love that actor i love that revelation i thought it was pretty cool but it feels like two different movies and it almost has a runtime of two different movies (laughs) it's nearly three hours i saw it that's two and a half it didn't feel that long i i agree (laughs) that well i agree that the it feels different But I honestly do think it it, kind of has another layer to some of the themes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, like you said, authoritarianism, right? Like the people Mm -hmm. in charge, just how everyone gets gets to be treated. Mm -hmm. But this guy on top can still do whatever he wants because he knows the system in and out. Right. Because he made the system. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe don't know. I'm just spoiled by having like complete stories, but I feel like I would have liked the movie a little bit less if I didn't have that resolution of what was really going on. Mm. Well, like, well, you still you still get kind of I mean, that resolution get, like, if, you, if you just cut out the whole. I mean, like Agatha's mom being killed. I guess, right. but like, like you you never had her, that. In the- but like. If if that had happened, if it had ended like not too long after, like okay, uh, the guy still falls out the window. Cut to credits. I'd be like, no, 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 not no. Or, where he doesn't kill Crow. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. The, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get to it. I'm <laughs> okay. having a hard time wording it. If it if it goes along that route, I would have still been like, okay, but like what happened? I mean, yeah, there, there's, okay, but the, like what happened though? I feel they'd still put like the, kind of like the after scene of when Lamar shoots himself, like. Where, where Tom Cruise is narrating what yeah. happened, I still think they would put that scene after he brings in Crow, so, to think... say like, go on, to, to say that like, see one person was able to not do what the precogs thought he was gonna do, and that's that's enough to be like, okay, maybe this doesn't work. 
it makes more sense shutting it down because somebody actually abused the system. But I think mm-hmm. it could still work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. saying that it, it doesn't work all the time. Okay, I see what you're Kind of thing. Yeah. And they yeah. shut down yeah. the system and like Agatha's and her the twins are in their right. house and wherever that is. Florida for looks a short like. time until the spinoff happens. Yeah, until the spinoff <laughs> happens. I guess it does make more sense if it's just shut down because somebody abused the system. Or I don't know. Because right. it could still keep that concept of you know max von saito's character of like abusing the system and like framing uh tom cruise's character but you didn't have to have like this like cold case murder and this entire subplot it could have been incorporated into him setting up tom cruise to kill this guy oh and that would be his final test like look even the the chief of pre-crime is not immune to pre-crime right oh dang that's actually really good yeah that's how i would reshoot the movie Ooh. yeah all right all right hector it's you and me uh i can go actually can i be really quick about one thing that i totally forgot to mention do it Armand reminded me the mall scene i really mm-hmm. like the, the whole setup of it uh, like when they first start running through the mall, Agatha's like, the umbrella, take it. And he grabs the umbrella and then like they go through the whole mall with the umbrella really and cool. then it's revealed at the end that it's raining outside and everyone else is using an umbrella and it's a good way to like get away from the cops. Mm. I, I really like that. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't say it at all. That that like oh it's raining this is why you made me grab the umbrella it's just like they but go outside and he's just like but yeah you can see the look on his face where it's like oh, oh yeah look, yeah you can see it like oh <laughs> and even yeah. with the balloon thing too oh yeah know? the balloon the balloon thing was great Agatha's just like wait wait just wait wait yeah, that was really good I yeah. kind of I really like that scene I didn't like the balloon part of the scene. <laughs> I, it's, it's so cool fun. though <laughs> it's cool but it's kind of like they don't it's just like this, they show how futuristic the society is but like they don't have a workaround for balloons and <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is only 30 years from now they still have sprinklers in their lawns yeah this, this takes yeah. place in 2054 yeah 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 like yeah. yes so it's not terribly far in the future just you know no which is scary <laughs> oh and given the context of when this movie came out in 2002, that's when, you know, the oh, Patriot Act was oh, passed with that the mass surveillance. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I didn't even that's think about tr- that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy brain over here. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bring in like, bring in the fire. <laughs> yeah, doing all, doing all this extra research that, or like, I didn't, I knew of the Patriot Act. I didn't know it was in 2002. Man, you man, first time you're already knocking, you're already bringing us all to shame here with your reshoot, yeah. man. Hector, he's stealing your spot. He's doing research. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My brain just kind of these really weird brains of thoughts during and after this movie. Hear me out. <laughs> the likes, the acting was really good. I love Samantha Morton as Agatha was great. I think she was like this big star. I don't recognize her name. I don't know if she still did much after this. 
Uh, she. I wish she was a more. St- if she's a more stuff, I'd like. I want to see it. The premise was kind of unique, and it led to some fun conversations. It felt like, uh, you know, like to talk about, like you said, all of you about the predetermination and the little things here and there about the precogs being deified was interesting. Kind of almost felt like uh, it gave me a Blade Runner vibe, which makes sense since you know this is a Philip K. Dick story based off a of Philip K. Dick story. Side notes. She was in The Walking Dead. Oh. She was a villain oh, in The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. In the, one of the most more recent seasons. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. <laughs> she was in there for a whole season. But yes, she didn't do a whole lot of note. She's been she's been working, but nothing, nothing too big. I can respect that. What else I like? I kind of like the aesthetics and some of the technology they were showing. Like you all were saying about like the surveillance and like the the uh, advertisements were really cool. Uh, I thought the newspapers re- was really funny, and like because <laughs> like it shows its era so well. Like what time this movie was made so well because phones would obviously replace the newspapers, newspapers. right? There's but a few was... anachronisms that were kind of funny. It's like, oh, yeah. Did not ruin the movie at all. I just found it kind of like, in, it kind of endeared me to the movie a bit more in a weird True. way. Yeah. Also, as a kind of stupid side tangent, that spinning concussion gun thing, where he's like, he spins the gun, <laughs> oh, he just yeah. a concussion yeah. wave. The that, that shit was the coolest thing I've seen <laughs> a lot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, side note off of that. They have a push gun in District 9. I really like that gun, too. It, this is you just trying to get me to watch District 9, isn't it, Ed? I, have you not? I have not. Nope. Oh, that's a new episode. <laughs> yeah, Spin Concussion Gun was cool. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of weird symbolism in this movie, and I dig it, but it, I'm always feeling weird about, like, what it means because like i know they're going for something and i'm trying to connect but i don't know if i have the right idea or not so i don't know if i'm going like are like i'm for like I'm, I'm going like oh i'm 14 this is deep kind of a thing i'm reading way too much into it is this oh. likes or are you on likes i'm still i'm still my likes i'm still my likes okay okay it's just also some weird like thoughts i don't i don't know, like for the eye okay like the eye symbolism right mm-hmm you know, like, you know, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. It's a classic quote. And I feel like there's, you know, the whole thing of, like, what did John have to give up on this movie to succeed? He had to give up his eyes. And not just that, so he was blind, but he also had one eye by that later yes. point. It's yes. good foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's, like, um, does anyone know about the story of why Odin has one eye? Why does Odin he, have one eye? He traded it for uh, knowledge. Yep. So he had to give up to figure out, to find out this mystery and what's going on. When it comes, the spider comes up, he gets his eye basically burnt out and he's now blind that one eye. Hector, I think you are on to something because, you know, the place is called the temple. There's obviously allegories to the oracle from ancient Greece with uh, those three precops or precogs. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think your theory is sound. Makes sense. I 
I don't know. I really dug that angle. The water symbolism, though, is the thing that confuses me because there's a lot of I don't know if it's like a baptism thing because that's where because it's like if it's going on Greek, why do you suddenly switch it to more of a Judeo Christian? Well, Steven Spielberg of... is Jewish too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That I was wondering that too. But he didn't write this. I don't think he wrote the movie. So is this or something the script writers threw in and he just kept it in? I didn't see it necessarily as like a baptism thing and I'm kind of looking at it and I'm, I'm seeing your point of view with like the more like Greek I don't think the water is supposed to be baptism I think it's supposed to represent change and fluidity that was my other thought actually because I was thinking because I was thinking every time someone like John went underwater pop back mm-hmm. out and he his son's gone every time Agatha has something big to say for the most part she's popping out of the water yeah, so, that's that tracks the baptism because you go in the center, they come out, yeah. change. Clean. Yeah, yeah, huh. Well, I was raised in like Judeo Christian, like in I was raised as a Christian, so I was wondering, like, you know, you come in, you come out, and you're a changed person. That's the whole point. Like, that's the mm-hmm. old really you die, interesting. and the new again. I don't know, I just thought that was the. Interesting. It's open to interpretation. Yes, I I dug it. I I just, when I want to do reshoots, if the movie has themes, I try to kind of dig into that because sometimes when movies have themes and they don't always connect with what they end up doing, it kind of can take me on the movie a bit. I'll see if I can get to that in a bit. Uh, Actually, I don't think I even touched on that, actually. Never mind. Uh, The dislikes. I thought there were some weird ways they tried to keep the plot moving forward. They kind of did the whole I know a guy thing twice. First with the eye doctor. <laughs> the first one's the eye doctor and the second one's Rufus. And like the eye doctor has enough of a setup where it's like there's this whole thing with eyes. So I forgave that one. But Rufus just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, I know a guy. Go straight to Rufus. <laughs> It wasn't even that he knew the guy. It was that Whitward knew, or Whitward knew uh, John enough to like go snooping around, and he knew that John knew a guy. Yeah, I guess with Rufus, I think it would be better if maybe they just, if John was somehow able to sneak back into his apartment with Agatha, and just kind of use his like video tech. Maybe he has something similar to find to read through Agatha's stuff, like mind and figure out figure that stuff out it had more tension to the scene too because like he's sneaking back to his own apartment after it's already been proven to be broken into before i also i said earlier i don't like the agatha and john hide behind the balloons it's kind of i know you it's it just feels like again tech wise would you like it better if they were robot balloons (laughs) yes everything's better with more robots space balloons space balloons (laughs) I thought it'd be more interesting again with the eye thing, if uh, maybe the people, the precogs, can, not the precogs, sorry, the police can like connect neur- like neurally to like eye to like cameras, so they can see what like cameras see, because the movie has a surprising lack of security cameras. Not, yeah, but the movie has a whole surveillance theme too to it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if you just have security cameras they can connect. It kind of keeps going with the eye uh-huh. symbolism they got going yeah. on. Uh, I didn't I didn't put too much thought on that part. It was just more getting around that. 
uh, what else did I not like? The movie gets a little too silly at times. It kind of clashes with some of the tones set up earlier, specifically the jetpack fight scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were going for silly. It just it, it just ends up looking a little silly. It came across really silly. And some of the dialogue, I'm with Hector. I love cheesy and that, like, I have that as both a like and dislike on my part where it's like, there were some parts where the cheesy really was fun, but there was parts where it was like, a little mm. much also the plant the moving plants was just kind of weird like the movie doesn't seem to hint at <laughs> weird genetic splicing like mm-hmm. that i know they have the pre like what like being the plants the neuro and stuff i don't know um the drug uh right yeah the like fan the sci-fi heroine that makes the precogs the precogs yeah this is more of a nitpick i didn't like some of the other aesthetic choices like the flying ships are okay, but when the pre-crime team first comes out of the ships, Ruthie and I's first thought was, oh my god, they're Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, I like the cars, but I don't like the rail thing. I don't know why. I think that's just a personal the personal thing. cars on rails. Yeah. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it was like a self, but it was like self-driving cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're autonomous cars. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just kind of, it's just one prediction I don't see happening, and I think I don't know. It it was fine though. It's just again the nitpick. The world building has a lot of show don't tell, but there's some stuff I wish they'd expand on. Like, you know, there's obviously some propaganda and some misdirection, mm-hmm. especially with the precogs. Like, oh, the tour guide says, for example, the precogs were given their own rooms, but how far does it go? Because it's like they're seriously just laying they're being fort drugged all the time to solve right. crimes. And that caretaker is kind of creepy. Yeah. There's a yeah. few moments where I'm like, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. <laughs> he seemed fine enough. And then he had the one line that was just like <laughs> I mean, and, when he's like t- when when they bring Agatha back and he's mm-hmm. all creepy. Yeah, he's like, uh, did did he hurt you at all? Yeah. 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 He was just very protective of them. Yeah, it could have been. It, it, it came off much. as like sexual. Yeah. It it did. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like the only thing to make it more cringy was if he he had said instead of did did he hurt you or like what did he do to you is if he had added like kitten or something at the end like something uh, a pet name, like ah oh. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Any <laughs> uh. <laughs> anything for you? uh what else another thing i disliked is i and i this is just simple way to fix it is the murder reached an epidemic rate right how bad like can you give us a number like a rate of people like one out of like 10 people were killing it's it's an ad right fair enough fair enough fair enough i guess again it's it's all propaganda i think i'm realizing now with armand's (laughs) comment on uh patriot act Mm. influence on this Mm -hmm. i really yeah I take right. that one back. I don't know. I had a, okay. My last big one is: Were they going to have the three precogs being charge of all of America? It kind of implied that they're gonna do more installations, but I could be wrong. They never met. Yeah. I don't remember them I, mentioning I, a thing about that. I understood. Just, I understood that that they were going to make more precogs. Yeah, because it sounded like there was like. Because the whole reason that the precogs were a thing is because, like I, I think I mentioned it earlier, there was uh, neuro, neuroin. It's like heroin, neuro. but sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the parents took yeah. neuroin. Women and who kid- were pregnant who took neuroin, their kids had 
uh, weird stuff. A lot of them died, though. Yeah, a lot of them had like those kind of like uh, fetal alcohol syndrome type things, but a lot, and a lot of them died. But the medications, the treatments, that's what caused the precogs. Mm. And also in the movie, it does say, I think it's either twenty or sixty feet or sixty miles. That's the radius of these precogs. They don't. They aren't omniscient, like super far away. They do have a range. They have, I don't remember them talking. I don't remember the range. It was a throwaway line. It was super like, <laughs> like and you'll miss that kind of thing. I could have sworn. It's, it's fine. It's just more like, I wish they'd been a little more clear on that one. Cause it seems like there's like, we're going to expand this pre-crime division. I'm like, what, with three people? That's, right. you're going to- Lamar's like, I'm going to drug some babies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again, it's the whole thing about the system using people. I did, mm-hmm. and then throwing them away. Not giving them a voice because, I again with the whole, it does a really subtle way of doing it where it's like, Agatha's completely right. She has so many useful things to say, mm. but they always just drug her and never and use her and don't listen to her. Right, and Agatha she's the key always... to all of this. Yep. Yeah, Agatha's always right. Change the name of the pre-crown division. I Ruthie came up with one pre-homicide. I think that's the best one. I don't know why, but pre-crown just pre-crown just kind of bothers me because it's specifically killing. The jet again, the jetpack fight scene did not like it. It kind of brought it maybe a little too silly. I also like one guy being able to take down a bunch of people who can fly. Seems like <laughs> a bit. It was a bit of a stretch. What I thought would be make a bit more sense is if maybe they had a different thing like so i think it was turkey now had a rollerblading division of police obviously there's a big flaw which is stairs <laughs> so there is there is video footage of like them trying to catch people and the people just go on stairs and it's like okay they're they're gone <laughs> so i think and again this is my more modern bias but <laughs> just Maybe make it something that makes a bit more sense. 2002, Spider-Man came out a year later. We can make it look like people can crawl on walls. Hell, Cyberpunk just came out. They can, you can get a double jump in that game or a super jump. Double jump. Do something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> just not double jump, jump high, like just a mega jump. Like they can jump like 10 feet and they can grab onto some railing, like apartment, like the fire like exoskeleton where they're like yeah just like on their feet super soldiers yeah yeah i thought you were gonna go in a bit of a different route with that i thought you were gonna say make the stairs programmable so they turn into ramps (laughs) (laughs) they would have to go up so they would have to have rocket shoes or something yeah yeah just make them rocket rollerblades oh we're going full ladies now with this Uh, (laughs) of course Did you want to say something about the jetpacks? I saw you like. I I wanted to say a little comment about the pre crime division because if you're going to, you know, prevent crime homicides from happening, just leave it, leave the name pre crime because then it's a greased slope of, well, we're going to prevent other crimes from happening, not just murder. Okay, oh, make it more of like a mar- uh, marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like, you don't want to shoehorn yourself into just like this. You want to mm-hmm. have area to expand. All right, all right. That's good. Another thing I didn't like, just because it kind of there's a thing movies do sometimes where it's like they do something that's a little weird in one scene just to throw you off of what's actually going on. And I think 
for some reason, this is the first one that pops in my head, is if anyone here has seen Frozen. Yes. When, uh, what's his name? Ha- what was the guy? What was the prince's name? Hans? Hans. Yeah, you got it. Hans, when he and Anna first meet, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, bye. And then he falls off. As she's leaving, he falls into the water, right? And then he pulls up the thing. He pulls up the boat and he looks at her and he looks at her leaving with a nice, caring smile. Yep. Love is an open door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then later on, she really is evil. But that one la- that one moment felt like cheating. Like they could have given they had more subtle hints throughout later in the movie, but that first one was just cheating with making him look too nice when he wouldn't do that when no one was watching him. What he was really looking at was the dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it was too small, smart, like caring. If they that made it a bit more yeah. nuanced, yeah. But that's not, this isn't frozen. Mm-hmm. This same dilemma happens with Whitmer sneaking to John's apartment without a warrant. Because I know he has the warrant of, I can look at you guys', you guys stuff and everything, but there's I'm sure there's nothing about sneaking into an apartment like that. I think to make it more ambiguous, which it does pretty well with a lot of other things, is just maybe he follows John to where, when John gets the sketchy drugs from the blind dude. What was the name of those drugs again? Because it wasn't just Neuroin, it was like... It was clarity. 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 Oh, right. Right. One thing I did like was Agatha when she says the kid's future. I don't think it was Sean. I think it was actually their next kid because by the end of the movie, Laura and John are pregnant. Dang, that's right. Yeah, because there's like parts where she's talking about the past. Yeah. And then there's parts where she stops using Sean's name. And then in the at the very end, she says, This house is so full of love and then this house was so full of love because mm. laura's pregnant at the end mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, i thought that about the next kid i thought that was good foreshadowing but i wish they had but what was awkward was that one scene where they, they describe him as a little kid one or two lines about the kid being in high school and then he's making love to someone at 23 <laughs> it <laughs> felt like to give us a college. Yeah, give us a few more lines of him in college doing stuff like stu- mentioning studying or Instead something. Of, it's just yeah. jarring. It's a bit jarring. It felt like the word. It felt like a weird kind of sucker punch. Yeah, I agree. It was a little, little strange. Yeah, he's a cute like, little boy. Was... Then he went to college, and now he's, uh, you know, he's married. crushing it. And he's, he's crushing, crushing it. it. Making, <laughs> he's making the girl named Clarice. Uh. Yeah. Uh, with the precogs, I feel like it's not. I feel like the, my biggest complaint with the precogs is maybe have people protesting it. Like, oh, either you can have two camps with this protesting of it. Because with every big change, there's always going to be protesters. So one of it could be either don't use precogs, that's too much power and it's not enough freedom for us. We're just being set up to fail potentially and we have no control. Or you could have the other protesters being like, or both being, hey, the precogs didn't choose to do this. There's no proving that they are consenting to this. If not, this is unethical. Also, aren't they teenagers? Like Agatha, I'd put they're, her- They're young, yeah. Yeah, they're young. And they've been but, doing this for six years. Again, no one knows what the precogs, I mean, they, people don't even right. know what the precogs look like. Yeah. So it's fine, but I just feel like there'd be people, even though they never see this stuff. Well, in the beginning, they did mention that the ACLU had a problem with the whole division in of itself because right. of the whole 
Like, oh, how do you how are you supposed to know they're supposed to be killing these people? So it was like a quick one line of the script right uh, in the beginning. Future ACLU having problems with this thing. Uh, again, just showing more of that. Because I know that, yeah, just show people protesting outside the building. You could have yeah. taken out the subplot with the murder of the lady and interjected some world building where people are opposed, you're trying to oppose this yeah. institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's actually a much better <laughs> uh, continuation of the idea. So yeah, thank you for you that. Keep, if you keep the Lamar subplot and put in the protesters, that's too yeah. much going on, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also kind of balance each other out because like the in, at the end, as we were kind of talking about earlier, the whole point of Lamar like having that plot is like, oh, he's abusing his own system. But having the uh, the ACLU like protesting thing, that would definitely be like, he's not abusing the system, but he's definitely hurting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think much of how Lamar, I kind of had some issues with Lamar. Not as much as you guys did, I guess. But I was thinking like maybe one hint, more hint to show that he could, that he's the one who set stuff up was like when John, he first sees John, he's like, oh, how's Agatha doing? I'm always worried about her since she's the strongest precog. And it's more of like, it can be either, it can be seen as a way of like, oh, she's so strong. I don't want her to get hurt or burn herself out too much. But this is, oh, sorry. Lamar, Lamar. No, I was, I was more asking like, where in the movie are you talking about? When Lamar and John first meet up before being set up. Oh. Just him asking like, oh, how's she doing? You know, she's always the strongest. I'm worried that she's gonna, you know, go too far. Okay. Just, you know, something that can be later when you rewatch, you're like, oh, shit, that was a hint. Mm-hmm. Especially because I think that conversation, it was about Anne Lively. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, hey, you didn't see anything weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's more ambiguous with making about Agatha. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that he just kind of went to kill himself. It, I get it goes with the theme of choice and being free in this authoritarian society, but I don't know. It felt kind of more anticlimactic. I was thinking maybe it can be more ambiguous because I'm I, I'm a sucker at times for ambiguous endings. So like maybe he does shoot John, huh? I, I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't have liked it to end where he shoots and you don't know. Who no, 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 no. <laughs> he shoots John. No, here's what I'm thinking. He shoots John, nearly hits a vital organ, but misses. But we don't know if he did it on purpose or not, and it kind of leads. I I, I like I like that he shoots himself. It's just more, more proof that it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah fair right. enough. Recurrent doesn't work. Right. right. I don't know. And that's what caused I, it to I disband. Think... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hoisted by his own petard. Yeah, but I think that's fine. Honestly, I don't think. I think the missing a vital organ. It's a little. Uh, yeah. Hector wants drama. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get that. I was just more thinking because like, you know, with life, we don't know if stuff is predetermined or... uh, Did he mean to kill me or just uh, wound me? I guess we'll find out in Minority Report 2. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) And just to be edgy, uh, Lamar has a robotic eye for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Or an eye patch. We're darker. No, a robotic voice. eye and a su- like and theory. an eye patch. He couldn't afford the second one. Like theory. Yeah. 
Wait, are you saying Nick Fury has a robotic eye alongside no, the, the eye patch? patch? I'm saying eye patch. Okay. No, because I'm saying both. No. Gotta go. You gotta be just a little bit just more extra. Are you one. saying Nick no, Fury both. is Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, Tom Cruise is almost Iron Man, so. I think he thinks he is Iron Man in real Yeah, life. yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I've got. Cool. Okay. So. What I liked in the movie, and I should probably just give a, a little little preface. I'm in my last term. I'm about to graduate. Yay! I Yay. am majoring in advertising, among other things. And last year, last term before the pandemic, one of the classes that I took was a film class specifically on movies about surveillance. And I'm actually really surprised this movie was not in that lineup because this oh is so lines up with everything i loved the themes of this movie so there's like just out of curiosity was eagle eye one of the movies no oh what the heck okay yeah, no, this is the one i was trying to get you to this is the class i was trying to get you to to take you you would have seen truman show so much faster oh truman show such a good movie <laughs> watched it for the first time recently you can also watch nice. it on the syndicate podcast or... <laughs> yes that's right plug in here but yeah <laughs> so when Armand was talking about the personalized ads I got really excited about that because uh not only is it like the surveillance aspect but also like the advertising like yes this is what I'm studying it was so cool because it was like uh they get the first bit where it's uh where it's John's advertisements it's like hey John you're really stressed John do you want to get really drunk John let's get really drunk and then like uh, it's Mr. Yam, yeah. Yakamoto. Yeah, Yakamoto. And it's like, you want to drive that Lexus? How about some Aquafina? And it's it was... It was... When he goes into Gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you want these selections of tank tops? Right. Like, oh. I, after that point, I realized 95% of what Tom Cruise wore in that movie was a tank top. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, after, yeah, after the gap thing, he was only, it seems like he was only wearing tank tops. Oh. It might have just been. guns. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if it was like, uh, Bert, was it the Bertram effect? Bertram? I don't think I've ever heard Bar of the, the, the Burnham effect, sorry. The Burnham effect's a psychology thing where, um, it's how stuff like, uh, astrology, the astrology, uh, the. Oh, it's, it's like the super tendency... generalized, but then you. It's a tendency to accept certain information as true, such as character assessments or horoscopes, right. even when the information is so vague and worthless. Yeah, I, it, I, not that. I, mean, it was, I just remembered that recently. It's kind of like, you know, when something's brought to your attention, you just notice it more. There's another term for it. My God, I can't remember. Oh, uh, like when you buy a, like a new card and you see those cars yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I loved that they talked about surveillance and kind of like the other little things that were kind of just like bubbling around it. Like they kind of touch in on like the police brutality with the spiders. Uh, I loved that. And, the, and economic inequality when they're in the apartment building, like you see, it's not, sci it's not like high tech sci-fi. It's just kind of normal. It looks like an apartment from the early 2000s. There's not much that's changed about it. Right. And then there's like the whole discussion on autonomy and free will and personhood. And then like Ar Armand, like you were saying, I didn't write this down for some reason, but like 
uh, free uh, freedom versus privacy or security versus privacy. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I ate it up. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's cool. I loved, I loved the cinematography as well. Not necessarily like the fine art cinematography. I loved like at the very beginning, like there were some very like cheesy like uh, movements, and I just I ate it up. I loved it so much. <laughs> like there was the very fine like high art stuff that you were talking about, but you know what I mean, like like the like the the whoosh kind of like <laughs> the quick pants. Yeah, the quick there was like really quick pans and it was like really mm-hmm. dramatic and sometimes there'd be kind of like a like a slow-mo effect with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd kind of expect to see it in a true crime like a true crime and then he put the body parts in the bathtub kind of thing <laughs> and like dramatic reenactment. Yeah. With like the yeah. I loved that. Uh Ed brought up the face thing very early on in the movie. And I just I loved that. Oh, and the way that he looks at it when it's his own scene, like when it's his own like murder sequence and he's just staring at it in horror as well later on. Cause he like, it's like, wait, that's, that's weird. Okay. I recognize that face. <laughs> oh no, I recognize that face. <laughs> he has the Tom Cruise shocked face. Yeah, not just a little bit after that. I loved seeing like the bit where John and Whitwer were in the elevator together and he's like, huh, what are you going to do? Shoot me? And then the alarm starts. Oh, yeah, that's the, right. The, someone's about to get murdered alarm. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, oh crap. You might <laughs> actually shoot me right now. <laughs> that's not a great sign. Uh, Hector hated it, but I loved the jetpack scene for the same reason he hates it. I, I live for those cheesy kind of moments. It clashed too much. I know it clashed too much, but I just just have a sea layer scene earlier. That's not just that's not right, but like earlier, not just like the car scene, but like right a little bit earlier, and that wouldn't bother me so much. I, just, I, I had a good time. I was I was cackling all the way when that was happening. I liked Doctor Hinneman. She was really fun. I kind of wish we had a little bit more of her. Less is like an exposition jump dump, and more just kind of like kind of cryptic, kind of not. Also like. Being, I, I don't know, I liked her. Any way you'd put her in, keep her in the movie? Yes. <laughs> um, I liked the foreshadow, like that quick little foreshadowing thing where he's like, uh, like getting ready for the ice bath and he's like about to hold his breath. And then it jumps back to the, the moment when he loses Sean. I thought oh, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, I didn't yeah. catch that. I, wasn't the flashback before? It was just, a, it was like, he's getting ready for the spiders to show up and he, he goes and he sees the bathtub. Then it like cuts back to that moment where he's like talking about holding his breath long, long uh, like as long as a whale. Yeah. And then it, once that is over, once Sean disappears, that's when it cuts back to the present, the spiders yeah. are coming in. I loved that. Mm. Yeah, I remember, I, I, I remember that it was yeah. kind of in the same scene, but yeah. I, I thought you said that it was while he was in the bathtub, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was like, I can't remember fully. Like he looks at the bathtub or he's like preparing the ice bath. I, I, think, it, I it, think it was before that. I think he was like after the eye operation, she just like goes to sleep and then he dreams. Oh, it was then? That. Okay. Yeah, because he wakes up and he's like, Sean. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> I loved the, the foreshadowing of it. Just like the way it's conveniently placed so that my little... Uh, forgetful brain won't forget the important <laughs> bit of oh yeah he's really good at holding his breath he's a good runner too true <laughs> that also. 
Uh, Tom Cruise running. Yes. In the more perfect duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Agatha's actress, I loved, like, her face. She had a very good, like, expressive expressions. Like, yeah. you can see how upset and horrified and terrified that she she is like, oh, I'm finally awake. Oh, I'm being dragged to that murder scene. Cool. Oh. I, I love this for me. And when, she, when she's in the car, it's like, is this now? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, yeah, just showing like, that like she's not really alive kind of thing. Yeah, like just those little details of hers. I just, yeah. I, I love it. I could, I'm just eating it up. I love it. And then last thing. I know I'm just talking about specific moments that I like, but I don't know. There's just something about it where it's just like, mm, scratch that itch. <laughs> At the very end, well, near the very end, there's the moment where Lamar is, uh, He's around these people and they're all like congratulating him, like, hey, you stopped murder. Great job, dude. It just got passed. And then they start playing the Anne Lively murder bit. And he's looking at it and he's horrified. And all the other people start to look at it. And then they turn and they look at him. Yeah. And I got the goosebumps because I just loved that that switch where the watcher, the guy who's been in charge of it all, he's the watched now. Yeah, the music. Didn't the music stop too? Uh, like I said, I didn't pay attention to the music, but I just like, I got the goosebumps. I was like, oh yeah, this is my steez. <laughs> this is my shit. Yeah, that was my long like list. <laughs> my dislikes. I knew this movie was going to be super cheesy from the get-go. I didn't, surprisingly, I didn't like the, like, at the very beginning when it's, when they're showing like how pre-crime works. They have, uh, they have a murder where it's a guy catches his wife cheating on him in their marriage bed and he stabs them with a pair of scissors, supposedly. He's about to. And uh, we watch as it plays out and like right before he's supposed to stab them, you see the two of them and they're just talking like, hey, hey, you want to help me cheat on my husband? Yeah, babe, I'll help you cheat on your husband. Do you Not on do the bed. Bath? Yeah, not no, on the bed. No. And like, it was so cheesy. It kind of pulled me out of like <laughs> getting into the movie, which is surprising because I love like cheesiness and kind of bad parts of movies, but that felt bleh. I didn't Thank like God. that as much. You said chi, and I thought you were going to say cheating. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the, the cheesy dialogue of that. That kind of threw me off. Yeah. Uh, the murder reached an epidemic rate kind of aged like milk because <laughs> like yes we're in a pandemic right now also like school shootings or just shootings in general have yeah. already or just living in are, chicago like, oof. Yeah. Uh, oof. <laughs> oof. it was weird that they were playing the precog at like there's the trope of like you flip through the channels and you see the same information just conveniently placed out where it's like you get all the information that you need but it's on every channel yeah i yeah. disliked that with this because like when he was running through town like getting i think he was like getting the drugs but also like it was the exposition of oh pre-crime. yeah pre-crime yeah the ads are yeah just playing on pre-crime. like vote yes on yeah i don't know it felt it was another one of those things where it's like that's not how it would probably actually i thought out. And I... sorry keep going Keep going. No, no, no. Keep, keep, keep. I thought it was like scanning him and it's like, oh. But then later it's like, no, these are just general ads. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 
I mean, yeah, maybe so. they're maybe they're not general ads. Maybe. But that's why how we got to be personalized to him. They also because he's the leader of pre-crime. Of course, he's gonna ad, vote yes. Ads AI is kind of dumb. I look at something and I get ads targeted for women sometimes. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: not all ads are personalized. I know, but a yeah. lot, a lot on the internet, which is what I yeah do. yeah. Well, <laughs> that the thing scans your eyes. The movie also does say that he would be hiding in that area because it does. There's no eye stuff to catch him yeah. between the ads. Yeah, because right. like I said, that's him jogging when he's gonna find the clarity, the drugs. Mm -hmm. So it would probably be more generalized. So I didn't fully like that. I feel like again, if it if it had followed the trope just a little bit more, but like given it a little bit more spacing out, where there was a little bit more randomness, and it's just like, oh, it's on every. Ch it's a thing that's on every channel. It's just an ad. Yeah, that would be good. Or or maybe since like they're trying to so they're testing this it's a pilot test in this specific area of dc maybe they're trying to let everyone know like hey this is a good thing we're testing this do you like being out late at night and not getting stabbed vote yes on pre-crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seemed like just like those ads you see when uh election is coming on it's like vote yes on measurable blah, yeah blah, blah. yeah because apparently, like, yeah, you know, they said it was it was com coming to a vote in a week. Yeah. 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 I can I, I I I can forgive that. I, like, I get why it's happening. Maybe it's just because, like, even though I'm an advertising major, that is a pet peeve of mine with advertisement. <laughs> Give it a rest. I've seen it twelve times. It's an hour. Come <laughs> on, please. <laughs> Exposure. Yeah. If you haven't guessed already, audience, Armand, Hector, uh, Ed, I'm rather squeamish. Did not like the blind guy. Or his oh. eyes weren't there. That was gross. Uh, eh. yeah. I don't know if that's how it actually works. Do, do people have giant holes in their eyes? If they not, yeah. It, it, it gets like scab over. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of like scabs over. Like it, it, it closes up. Yeah. Uh, on the inside because like wouldn't you be able but, to see his like his insides and his brain yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like brainy bits that you don't want to see brain bits stop <laughs> i hated the sandwich scene for the same reason like you're just doing this to bother me please did you look mercy. away did you look away during the eyeball i i did look away during the eye surgery scene yep ah he's I, I chasing his eyeballs down the yeah. the ramp i saw oh. that did not enjoy that yeah i actually like the eyeball thing it was it was that was kind of a little silliness I actually didn't hate. <laughs> Whitwer being in John's house, uh, Hector mentioned it just like, why are you in his house? I have seen enough of those like crime drama shows. You need a good warrant for the, like a blanket warrant's great, but you know what's also great? Reason and evidence to get to the house in the first place. But going with the Patriot Act symbolism, yeah, that's that wasn't true. that wasn't the case back in the day. They just needed yeah. probable cause. Yeah. Fair enough. I mostly just personal made a liberty is what's that? <laughs> Freedom. Who? Who is privacy? She? <laughs> yeah, but drones. Well, I, I mostly made a uh, <laughs> I made a note of that just because, like, it it was a culmination of all the like Whitwer stuff. I didn't like. I didn't like the way that Whitwer was kind of portrayed because it was like so obvious, like. I'm a bad guy. I'm really, I'm kind of a douchebag. Oh, I didn't think John did it. I'm actually really nice. Bye. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> Dead. But yeah, like that, that was kind of like the over the topness. And as I kind of mentioned, the cheesiness I loved, but also like there were bits where it could tone down. It kind of 
petered out after a while, which thank goodness, but yeah. There's also like a lot of references to sex that I felt like were super unnecessary, especially the Agatha line Mm -hmm. where she's like, and then he's making love and then he decides to propose to her right there. (laughs) I didn't didn't need to know that. Thanks. Bye. She was sucking my dick. He pulled out the ring. (laughs) He knew she was the one. When you propose, but she keeps sucking. (laughs) 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 I wonder if that's going to (laughs) stay. But like, yeah. Anyways, the only two I would keep is at the very beginning with the like cheating husband about to murder the 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 couple, the wife and the the spiders. Mr. What's what's the male equivalent of mistress? A mistress? Mistress? Uh, but that's a, just a mystery. A uh, I think it's, yeah. I think it's. I think it's a little uh, sexist yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's always I'm gonna... mistress. I don't think there's Side a word for dude. the male. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's an actual word for a, a guy. No, there yeah, has that... to be. There is. I, I don't think. I think we should be. call it Mister S. Mister S. Yeah. I'm looking this up. I'm okay, looking this like, up. But I mean, there, there's, me. there's. It's just called Mister. I'm looking. <laughs> I can't let Armand show me up in my own. Sh- I can't let Armand show me up in my own show. I'm researching this. I know there's a widow and then like widower. Widow, yeah. But I think widower didn't exist way back in the day. Well, yeah, because yeah. then you just get re- you just find a new yeah. a new wife. Yeah. Paramore. Par- Paramore. Or Mister. Paramore. Or Mister. Or Mister. No, I'm Mister? just gonna say Mister. Oh, so, yeah. It's either it Haley Williams or Mister. Uh, yeah i would keep that first one and then the bit with the spiders because it does kind of like illustrate like hey people have lives and then they are interrupted by like surveillance or like the state or like being watched uh i feel like those two are like the best ones to keep all the other ones kind of seem a little unnecessary yeah I, I will say when when Agatha's like he's making love to the girl named Clarence, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why do we need this information? <laughs> Does anyone realize that it seems like the poor people are more used to being surveyed on? Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 but yeah, but the mom in the scene is like, don't you know what? You scared yeah, my kids. Like, why are you yeah, doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. There's a little my, bit of a yeah of a thing there of like ultra surveillance. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's just because I'm like low key prude. <laughs> you don't need it. What is it? What is it? Get rid of the, the club story? scene. Which? Oh. oh, the 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 VR. The VR. Okay, the VR. I would keep, but make a little <laughs> less overt. But there was like some other like. I can't. Yeah. Think of any other one. I thought it was interesting because like they outlawed murder, but you can have that fantasy of killing, killing your boss. people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Technically, murder's already outlawed. Well, I, yes. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> the, the thought, the, like technically, the crime, the crime is like thinking about and planning yes. the murder of. Yeah. Thought yeah. crime, 1984. Like you can't even think what? it. Actually, uh, that is one of the movies I watched for that uh, surveillance class. Another really good one. Nice. I John need to Hurt. read the book. I need to read the book. Same. Just so I can actually be a part of that argument. <laughs> the book's a lot better than the movie just saying oh of course just saying <laughs> <laughs> last dislike 
Wally is just too creepy. I, I know I've mentioned, I mentioned this, I think it was during Egg yeah. Mama. Yeah. Uh, did he hurt you, kitten? Why is he stroking her? It's like, yeah. Didn't he kiss her? Yeah, he's like, he almost he, did. He almost, almost kissed her on the lips. Almost. Uh, okay, yeah, definitely <laughs> throw that out. Burn that. Yeah. Kitten. <laughs> okay, my fixes. This is probably going to be a little bit controversial. I kind of would have liked it if they pushed it a little bit farther into the future. Because there are some bits where it's like super high tech, super like high sci-fi, like that the helicopters, they just whoosh right in there, the jetpack, the highways that go straight up and then straight back down. Why do they do that? That is weird, actually, come to think of that. <laughs> Sorry. That's the re- that's no. That's the reason I didn't like it. That's the reason I didn't like it. Thanks for putting better in the words. I, mean, I don't think it should take place in 2054. I feel like it should be oh, just yeah, even we- a little further out, just because there's so much like high tech stuff out there where I don't fully know if it would happen. Like I know technology runs on that curve where it's like the more technology, the faster it, like, it advances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. there's kind of a disconnect between the first half and the second half of the movie just because of how much technology is in the first half and how kind of low tech the second half kind of is. They ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Philip K. Dick's work, like yeah, it was Blade in- Runner, the first one is in 2019 and they have flying cars yeah. and they have ter- they terraformed Mars. Like... <laughs> yeah right. yeah no i i get that like the kind of jetsons thing like it's 2001 here's your robot butler but like it's, <laughs> where's my where's my beep? Almost, it's just I, where's your beep? every single time it seems like everything <laughs> that is set in the far future is like and all this stuff is happening is a little too not far enough yeah yeah i just i, I feel like they need to push it farther away and then they also need to find a way to balance the technology like i know i said like one of the themes was like this uh economic inequality because you see like uh the poor yeah. people are in more modern settings but it does like again it throws me off just a little bit so i would just like find a way to add some of those little futuristic things like not just the spiders but something else in the apartment that kind of gives us the signifier like yes this is still the future this is the shitty future this is the poor person future there's the rich person fu- person future and then there's the poor person future because hmm. to me it was just like oh sorry so given when the book do androids dream of electric sheep which was the basis for blade runner that was written in 1968 so that was before we went to the moon the guy who was behind the apollo mission Werner von braun he wanted to go to Mars and colonize Mars after we went to the moon. Did you know mm. that? No. not. So in Philip K. Dick's mind, we're like, oh, obviously we'll, we would have terraformed Mars by then. Mm-hmm. Obviously that didn't happen because mm-hmm. NASA was like, nah, we're done. Anyways, we, that's we, my we side beat, note. We beat those godless cummies to the moon. That's right. We beat the red <laughs> menace. It's time for a nap. <laughs> I also think part of it has to do that like there was like a UN thing that they said that everything in space is like you can't claim it it's all part of everything so there's no point Mm. to go to Mars since you can't claim it as yeah you can't like commercialize space and you can't weaponize space and that's like the two things until Uh, Elon Musk is just says fuck it (laughs) 
I'm going to Mars. <laughs> part where it kind of stops being this like high, like this kind of sci-fi, like flying cars, helicopters, weird highways that just go up and then they go back down for no reason. <laughs> I'm a little salty about that now. And then there's like, oh, okay. It's like, it just dips back into like being a little bit more modern, but a little bit more surveillance-y. I just feel like it's so jarring. I just need, I need that like last Lego piece to connect it. You know, I need some balance. The surgeon guy needs to clean out his fridge. We didn't need the yucky food gag. I know Hector liked the yucky food gag. I did not. And what? It was good characterization. I'll stand uh, yeah, by it. Was, I stand by it. It's a good character. Thank you, Armand. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the implication that I got from like, from that scene was like it almost seemed like they didn't live in this apartment like they just had this uh, like uh squatter that's the word I was trying to think of the word like they were squatting in the apartment basically how I had kind of constructed it in my head is like they stay in an apartment until someone's like hey can you do like weird surgery on me and they're like yes absolutely you're gonna stay here we're gonna yeet ourselves to another place <laughs> so that we won't get caught because this is bad this is illegal and they just leave them there. So for me, like having the sandwich there as they're leaving, it just felt so confusing to me. Cause like, if this is their place, why did they leave? And why did they make him stay? I, they might've explained it and I just zoned out, but like- <laughs> I figured it was just like a patient office thing. Yeah, like, I figured that is... they just met up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the implication that I got. I just thought yeah. that they would, I, except in my mind, it was like, just like a one-time thing. In, I liked my version better so I could get rid of the yucky food <laughs> gag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wally needs to just like take it down a notch. He just needs to be a little less creepy. Just take out, I feel like if you just took out the did he hurt you line, he would come off like 70% less creepy. It would, and actually yeah. caring. And yeah. Maybe, maybe like actually like yeah, empathizing like, a little bit. Yeah, because like. I don't know, earlier on, he's like, I want to get a dog. My mom won't get, let me get a dog. Can you believe her? I feel like if there was more of like that kind of interaction where it's like less like you're my doll, you're like my dollies, I play with you and more like beauty salon gossip kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, his character took a what... weird turn at the end. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah, I realized that in the beginning, he's just kind of normal, just sitting there mm -hmm. like in the in the temple and he's just like, oh. And he helps out yeah, John. to do something, he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if there was a scene that was cut with him because it seemed like such a turn. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a I think I think it was more that he's very protective of Agatha. Yeah, he, yeah. She starts freaking yeah. out when he takes when Tom takes mm -hmm. Agatha. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just so Agatha. A weird maybe. acting choice. Yeah, again, yeah. Like, like, if it's just Agatha, that that kind of brings it back into the creep factor, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. The yeah. actor got too into the scene. I'm wondering yeah, if it was just like, or maybe the, <laughs> I could see it being a writer thing or a director thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what if it was like a script thing where he was like super creepy and then they forgot to like tidy that out in the later version? Like, yeah. Hey, Spielberg's maybe like, creeps. keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me no, I did Schindler's List. Shut up. <laughs> uh, okay, I already said the like, take out most of the sex stuff. Yeah. Uh, earlier on, I think Hector asked, "How would you keep Doctor Hinneman in?" And boy, do I have an answer for you. Um, 
I guess how I would do it is in my version, she isn't retired, at least not really. I feel like pre-cog, it started out with three main people. It mm -hmm. was uh, originally, it was two people. It was uh, Lamar and it was Dr. Hinneman, whose name, first name, I can't remember. I don't think you ever say it. Doctor. Yeah. She's still the doctor though. Lamar is Lamar. So it's the two of them. And then eventually Lamar is able to uh, get John into it. He's actually like the police guy. And the three of them kind of balance each other out for the most part. And uh, how I think this would play out is something like at the beginning of the movie, it's there's kind of a power struggle going on within this pre-crime unit. She's being forced out. She's kind, It's kind of being played like Lamar behind the scenes, he's trying to manipulate it so that she looks like a crazy old lady because her job in this organization is kind of to like slow him down being like, hey, uh, you know, those are children in that machine, right? Like, hey, those are still people. Hey, maybe like, she's kind of like the, the ethics behind Lamar's pushing and he's kind of getting sick of it. He's about to get it launched full scale. So he's like, no more of this. I don't want checks and balances. What is this, Washington, D.C.? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I he's trying it. to frame her as... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he's trying to frame her as being, like, this useless old lady, and it kind of, like, plays into that, like, he's very ruthless and ambitious. He's going to do whatever the hell he has to do to get pre-crime to be a thing. And so, like, he's kind of been pushing for her to retire, and... I guess my excuse as to why she's not more in the movie is like she's been forced on, on a like semi leave until basically until the vote's happening. Oh, how convenient. Oh no. However, will we go through pre-crime without our ethics lady launch? And the, maybe we can have like rumors in the background where it's like the staff or, or the, like the other cops are like, huh, did you hear Dr. Hinneman and like Lamar fighting again? And, uh, John, he doesn't like hearing it. He secretly kind of sides with Lamar, but he tries to stay out of it because technically the two of them are his bosses, like both of them. But he kind of like, he's on Lamar's side. He doesn't know that Lamar's an asshole and forcing her out, but he doesn't listen to those rumors. Uh, let's see. Is and, this, oh, sorry. Is this your way of replacing the Lamar killed uh, Anne Lively storyline? No, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm less taking stuff out and more shoving more stuff in, which <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, she's, doesn't help. Ruthie's kind of restructuring the film to be more of like a political drama, apparently or political thriller than an action movie, which is interesting. To be honest, this movie <laughs> felt more like a political thriller from the beginning. That's probably why I didn't like the jetpack stuff. Mm, yeah, I, I get that, but uh. Yeah, like the final reason that I would make this change is it would also like give a little bit more weight to the attorney general uh, having sent Whitmer into pre-crime where it's like, yes, finally, no supervision then. Oh, here's more supervision. It's even worse now. Cool, love that for me. And this is my last reshoot, I promise. I'm gonna try and fix Whitmer because I didn't like how he was like, I'm evil, ha ha ha. No, wait, wait, I'm not. Um. Well, yeah, he's not, but he acts like it. He acts so right. suspicious. Right. You think he's the one that set up John in the beginning. He, exactly. And he's even and like, like the, having a fist fight with him. Yeah, and like 
it's kind of obvious that eventually he's not going to because John is like pointing the finger at him so much. Mm-hmm. But like, he's so evil where you're still kind of confused. Like he, he probably did have something to do with this, didn't he? Because he's just such a right. dick. Yeah. So first of all, I think I just like twi- tweak a little thing to make him be a little bit more of a foil to John. Because there's a throwaway line that he has. And maybe he did say it like this and I just don't have ears. But uh, he said that he was going to be a priest and we see like him kissing the thing. It's mm, got like an yeah. like amulet, a rosary yeah. or something. Yeah. We said he was like going to be a priest and then he dropped out and he became a cop. So just tweak that line where it's like, yeah, I was going to train to be a priest and I was almost done with seminary. But then they found my father's killer and I dropped out to become a cop so I could give people that satisfaction. Mm. So like, instead of I lost something to become who I am now, it's I kind of gained something. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's cool. Next, he's really weird from the get-go. He's kind of like always standoffish and kind of hostile, especially to John. So my excuse for that is I would have made him one of the cops or detectives or whatever who was assigned John, uh, John's son's case. He was one of the detectives who was looking for Sean. Mm, yeah. Because then that would have linked in that subplot. Yes. So uh, it gives him a reason. It gives John a reason to hate his guts from the get-go. It's just like, this asshole couldn't even find my son, and now he's supposed to try and stop pre-crime? Fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. Uh, He would also probably have some insight into John being really destroyed after Sean's death. Maybe he would even know already about the clarity which would explain why he broke in. Yeah. And it also explains why Laura dislikes him. Not Lana, Laura. I'll get her name eventually. Laura. It's Laura. Just spelled L-A-R-A. I know, I hate it when they do that. Laura. 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 <laughs> but, uh... And then you can even have like uh, Lamar so at some point, you can even do it when Lamar's killing uh, Whitwer and he's like, hey, thanks for being part of the reason that John is a part of pre-crime. You really like, your fuck up really did just like, did me a solid there, bud. <laughs> and lastly, in that scene, like right after the murder scene, the orgy of, ev- where he's talking about like the orgy of evidence. What if that picture was something that Whitwer recognized. What if it wasn't a picture that a pedophile would take? Because, like, if I remember mm. correctly, yeah, the, the bed. It you're, was you're like talking about the the bed. With the all bed the that's covered the in the yeah. photos of all the kids to be an orgy of evidence that this guy was the pedophile that killed, kidnapped Sean. But like, if I remember correctly, the picture isn't like. The one that's sticking out in my head, it's like a kid standing up against a wall and there's like a pencil. I don't think that's Sean. I think there was another one. But I feel like that should be, there should be a picture in there that looks like that, but is Sean. Because then it's like, hey, that's a weird picture. If this is a picture from the day that Sean was killed, why is he not wearing anything from that? What if it's the picture that John and Laura showed Whitmer when, or Whitmer when they were like describing my son's missing. Mm. That would also key Whitwer in, 
like, hey, this isn't a creepy photo. This is a family photo. Someone had to have known John and Laura to have seen this picture, to have get, gotten this picture to frame this guy. So either John planted this evidence and he's doing it himself or he didn't do it. And of course, I don't think John would notice if this is a picture he had taken because yeah, he's just in he's, shock. He's in so much emotional emotional turmoil. He sees his, a picture of his dead son. He doesn't care that he's the one who took the photo. Hmm. That's really good. I like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the whole Whitworth character like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I didn't like yeah, how Whitworth it. was portrayed, and it, it kind of yeah. But yeah, that's that's all <laughs> that's I got. All, all right. Well, at the end of the show, Armand, we like to uh, give a grade to the movie, like, you know, normal letter grade. A through mm-hmm. F. A through F. Use pluses and minuses if you want to, also. Okay. Sometimes we use numbers, too, to, like, kind of give us a, to differentiate between, like, a high B plus and a low B plus or something. Yeah, like, mm. 88% kind of stuff. But, uh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think that yeah I like this movie quite a bit. Uh, still entertaining. <laughs> I couldn't really think of much stuff uh, to fix, but like your dislike I, short list was pretty short too. Hmm? Your dislike list yeah was, I know it's yeah. just I I just like the movie. It's solid. There, there's not much that for my personal taste. There's not much that I would change to still enjoy it. But yeah, I give it like a B, high B, not quite a B plus though. See, I would have given it an A minus. A minus? I'm gonna give it an A minus. <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a solid B, like a eighty-six percent. Like I thought it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I just felt that it was just a little tiny bit overstuffed with the secondary plot. And then there's me, like, I just take the Thanksgiving turkey, just more, more 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 stuffing, stuffing. more. (laughs) But your your stuffing actually makes sense, and it fleshes out these characters and adds, you know, motives and subplots, and it further connects this story while this Lamar subplot is just kind of existing in the sideline. (laughs) Yeah, but your your changes to it were actually make sense yeah like it it ties more things into the an attempt was made thank you yeah yeah it's good yeah but i'd give it around that that same percent like 86 87 ish i'd probably give it like a b plus like an 88 89 it really i don't know it got me to think a lot Mm. which is fun like with these kind of movies just think about the whole like the themes yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I loved the themes too. Like I said, I, this really should, maybe I should email that professor. I don't know if he still teaches that class, but I'm like, watch this. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's I, about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the outro. Uh, we... <laughs> well, I, do it, I do it in post anyway. So. Okay. Don't Armand kind of did it too. Anyway, but still, Armand, uh, this is your time to uh, plug yourself in. Okay. And do that. <laughs> First, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me on and having this recommendation for me because I had never seen Minority Report before, and this was a nice treat. It was a lot of fun. You're welcome, and thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah we're so we were so excited to do a collab. Like, uh, 
Hector and I were like, oh, we're going to have a collab. We're so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. I would definitely come back if you would like me to. Oh, we'd love oh, you to. Of course. Sweet. Of course. Yeah. But if you'd like to hear more of me, you could find me on Syndicates, which is a film and TV podcast where fine podcasts are available. And it's spelled C I N E D I C A T E, syndicate.com, or any social media app that you're on. We're on there. So. Yeah, thank you. All right. Next time, I don't know what we're doing. I think it's time. my turn. I think yeah. it's your turn to pick. Yeah, but okay. Anyways, I think Hector knows what I'm going to say. No. No. I'm going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> Our next pick is The Godfather. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're I'm going to do it. Now? We're going to do oh, it. No. It's the anniversary of when I came up with the idea. Come on, man. Oh. We got to. That's We're gonna explain. Movie. Armand, hmm. apparently she didn't like The Godfather. Well, he remembers. What? Oh yeah, that's right. Show. That's right. <laughs> ah. It's not that I hated it. It's just that there's this one. There's just like a few details that bother me. Hmm. Uh, beating the crap out of that girl for real. Wait, what? That Excuse was real. Me? That was real. That was one hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. That her makes saying like worse. stop, no, like that was her real reaction because back then there weren't, you know, there weren't standards for, you know, acting and film. Yeah, they, yeah, that was real. The fuck? Oh, yeah, interesting. That's yeah. I don't like the movie as much now. <laughs> yeah, that made it a lot worse. I still have to see part two though. Yeah, I've, I've never see seen part two. part two. I've only seen part yeah. one. Same. Yeah. Wow, there's dozens of us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> tens of us and ne- never apparently ne- or never watch part three yeah apparently. there's a coda now so there's literally two versions you can watch oh mm. i didn't know that retconned uh, the third one the uh I think it fixes stuff up it like the, ties out all the there was cuts it's kind of like a snyder cut they the director <laughs> like added stuff in and changed some other like did alternate takes and stuff okay so the snyder cut Anyways, anyways, I need to Snyder Next cut. time, join us while we get uh, canceled because <laughs> Godfather. <laughs> no, we're going to uncancel. I'm going to prove myself. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Bye, Mom. Bye. <laughs>